welcome in, welcome aboard a show to be named later. It is June 28th. We are getting ready for NBA free agency. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. We are waiting for Kawhi Leonard to be traded. We'll talk about that. I hope that he doesn't get traded like right after I post this podcast because you know that's how these things go. We'll get to our throwback Thursday movie review. I watched Indiana Jones for the first time. I brought in Polly Sevilla, who named his dog after Indiana Jones. So we'll talk about that. You'll hear that coming up uh, in a little bit as well. But I do want to start with some baseball and a thought that comes up every time I watch interleague play. And this is going to sound like me being a grumpy American League fan. This is going to sound like me being a grumpy Yankee fan that pitchers have gotten hurt already this season. And one of them got hurt while running the bases. But I promise this is not why I hate pitchers hitting. This is not why I say the DH has to be in both leagues. I don't care. Well, I shouldn't say I don't care. But the injury part of this equation is not what I focus on. Not at all, not in the slightest. Because injuries happen, right? Injuries happen to anybody. Running the bases, you take a funny swing, a pitcher throws a ball and and feels something in his shoulder and his elbow and his leg, whatever. Injuries happen. That is not the point of me saying pitchers shouldn't be hitting. Because injuries are part of sports. For me, for me, the reason I say you've got to stop with these pitchers hitting, you've got to just add the DH into both leagues, is simply because of an inefficiency. Simply because pitchers have gotten so bad and the game has gotten so specialized that this doesn't make sense anymore. Pitchers are awful at hitting. They just are. And it is magnified now because this year, pitchers are on pace collectively for their worst year ever at the plate. And there are plenty of reasons for this. And you could say it's griping. You could say that it's, it's you know, just an, uh, an angry uh, American League fan saying, hey, these rules are better because they're my rules. They're what I grew up with and watched. And I guess I would understand part of that. But listen, there's a reason why pitchers aren't good at hitting. There's a reason why they are struggling. There's a reason why they are performing at an historically bad rate this year. And it's this simple. It's because they never hit any other time. The National League is one of two leagues in the world, in the world, that allows and and makes pitchers hit. It's the National League, and it's one of the leagues in Japan. That is it. Not at AAA, not at AA, not at single A, not an independent ball. Colleges don't have pitchers hit. High schools don't have pitchers hit anymore. When Dellen Batances went to the plate the other day, 
because the Yankees wanted him to throw another inning. It was his first at-bat in 12 years. When pitchers go up to hit, it's the first time some of them are hitting since middle school. And you're going to throw them out there against the best pitchers in the world and 95-plus miles an hour fastball and... Uh, you know, breaking balls that will make a professional hitter look stupid. But yes, by any means, let's throw the pitchers out there and make them do it. Because that makes so much sense. It's just stupid to me. It's just silly to me. Right? It's, It's an inefficiency. Like at some point, you realized in football... Hey, maybe that guy who, like, kicks field goals for us, but is also our starting linebacker and, like, a running back, maybe he should just do one of those three things, and, like, he'll be better at the one than he was collectively at the three. Right? Like, oh, that guy who played offensive and defensive line, maybe if he just spent all his time focusing on one thing, he would be better at it. We know this is what happens. Right? Like, we know in sports, if you specialize and if you focus your attention on one thing, you are better at it. So why are we holding out? Why is one league half, half of the league, it's not even the whole thing, why is half of the league focusing on this? Why is half of the league holding out? Why does half of the league think it makes sense to keep this going And to continue this farce, that is, pitchers hitting. And if you come back to me as a National League fan and say, you know what, pitchers hitting is great. Yeah, they all stink. Yeah, they're all terrible. But that double switching, the strategy in the game, having to use pinch hitters, I'm going to laugh at you. You think that it's... So great to have strategy in the game, and I don't disagree. Having to actually like maneuver a lineup is interesting to me. It's it, it's the thought exercise. Oh, I might actually run out of bench players. I want this guy to stay in the game. I've got a double. Sw- I get all that, but is the trade off really there? Like, wouldn't you rather just have a better hitter batting in your order? Like, wouldn't you rather just have somebody good at hitting one every nine times rather than that? Rather than a pitcher who is never, ever going to make an impact? Pitcher's on-base percentage coming into play on Thursday this year is below 150. Their slugging percentage is below 170. That is putrid. That is terrible. And even the best hitting pitchers, like the individual ones, the best hitting individual pitchers are among the worst position players in baseball. So why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep playing this game? It's just stupid. Like, let's just be smarter. Let's just realize that there's an inefficiency here. Let's make the game better and more interesting. Sabermetrics have already told us that bunting is dumb. 
right? Why give up an out? So why do National League teams and why do National League fans, who some of whom I know are, you know, sabermetrically, analytically inclined, why do they sit around and say, hey, this makes sense to have a pitcher hit when he's going to bunt and be terrible? I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And I can't justify it. I can't even play the other side of this. I can't even sit there and say with a straight face that there are positives that outweigh the negatives of a pitcher hitting. Because I just don't see it. All I see in this argument is stupid. That's it. Pitchers should not be hitting anymore. It does not make any sense. High schools, colleges, minor leagues, none of them ask their pitchers to hit. And those players are wholly unprepared to do that once they get to the major league level and face the best pitchers in the world. So why do we make them do it? Why do we make them do it? It just doesn't make sense. On that note, allow me to remind you to listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show all summer long for your chance to register and win a UPS Happy Hour Party. Just be caller number 10 when prompted to call, and you'll register for a UPS Happy Hour Party for your office at Shaughnessy's Pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. You'll get to hang out with Daniel, Polly, Josh, the crew from the Daniel Baldwin Show, and uh, enjoy some pretzel pups and other uh, good snacks down there at the Marriott Syracuse downtown and at Shaughnessy's. Uh, this month's party coming up this week, uh, but you can register for next month's party as well if you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. It is brought to you by UPS and ESPN Syracuse, of course. Now back to a show to be named later. The other thing I want to get to here before we talk uh, movies, before we get to our Indiana Jones review, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I want to get to NBA free agency because it seems like things are heating up. We're three days away from free agency opening, and we know that at midnight on July 1st, there'll be craziness happening, right? There'll be uh, deals announced within seconds and, and all that fun stuff. But the interesting thing to really watch and and the story to really pay attention to here is what's going on with Kawhi Leonard. And Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN reporting on Thursday morning um, that the the Lakers are ready to kind of empty the tank. The Celtics are getting ready to, to make a bid here and they've got a lot to offer to the Celt- to, to the Spurs and, and maybe have more to offer that the Spurs want than the Lakers do. And this thing could be getting interesting. This could get very interesting, I should say. Because it already is interesting, but it could ramp up. Because the Lakers know, or I think the Lakers know, that they need Kawhi Leonard. They need Kawhi Leonard in order to get LeBron James. That at least seems to be the reporting. That seems to be every indication that has been made so far. The Lakers need Kawhi Leonard or Paul George in order to get LeBron. 
And if they don't have one of those guys, they're not getting LeBron. So that puts an emphasis on trading for Kawhi Leonard because the reporting out there would also indicate that Paul George is probably, you know, staying in Oklahoma City. So it just puts more and more pressure on the Lakers, more and more pressure on Magic Johnson, on Rob Palinka to go make this move. And what are you thinking you're going to give up? I'm not really sure what the Lakers' assets are or what they are willing to part with. Kyle Kuzma looks like he was pretty good his rookie year. To me, Brandon Ingram oozes untapped potential. He's getting better. I like Julius Randle, but he's a free agent. And then you throw in picks. The one guy who I would think the Spurs would say, hey, we're good, Lonzo Ball. And that may sound hilarious, and that may that may really be unfair. But he seems like the one guy who Pop might say, hey, you know what? We're good here. Like, we don't, we don't need that here. I don't need to deal with that. And maybe that's unfair to Lonzo. But that's just kind of the impression I get. Pop doesn't look like a guy who wants to deal with LeVar, right? But I would love to see it. I would love, love to see Pop have to deal with LeVar Ball. And where the reporting this morning piqued my interest and and got me kind of thinking is with Boston involved. How do you add Kawhi Leonard to that team, to to Kyrie Irving coming back, to Jason Tatum, to uh, Gordon Hayward, to Al Horford? How do you add Kawhi Leonard to that team? What do you have to give up in order to get him? Do you have to give up? A Tatum or or Hayward or Kyrie or Jalen Brown. What do you have to give up in order to get Kawhi Leonard if you're the Boston Celtics? That's what got me thinking. That's what started to turn the gears in my head. They don't need him as desperately. Right? They don't need him as desperately as the Lakers do. The Celtics are already in a great position. Celtics are just hoping that LeBron goes somewhere else, and even if he doesn't, I, I'm sure they think they can beat him once they're at full strength. The Lakers need Kawhi. So this is going to set up a battle, because Boston's going to say, you know what, we're not going any further than this. All right, Jalen Brown, okay. Picks, okay. Terry Rozier, fine, you can have Terry. Terry. But we're not going to go further than this line, right? Right. Whatever you make that line, we're not going past it. Whereas the Lakers, they'll see your line and they will go 50 yards past it because they need Kawhi Leonard. Because Kawhi Leonard holds the keys to everything that the Lakers want to do. Everything that Magic Johnson wants to do. Kawhi Leonard is the start Kawhi Leonard holds the key, at least for now, at least for this offseason. Because if they get Kawhi Leonard, that pitch to LeBron gets easier. That pitch to Paul George and, and the enticement to get him out of Oklahoma City gets quite a bit easier. But it feels like they've got to get Kawhi first in order to make that pitch to LeBron. 
in order to have a legitimate shot at LeBron James. You need that other star. When he went to Miami, he knew he had Wade, and he knew he had Bosh. Bosh had committed a couple days earlier. When he went back to Cleveland, he knew he had Kyrie Irving, and he knew that they were making an effort to trade for Kevin Love. He knew he had someone there and thought he was getting another one in each of his two free agent moves. You need that in order to entice him. If you look at history, you know that. If you read the reporting from this week, you know that as well. So it sets up this battle. Of course, of course, it's the Lakers and the Celtics going back and forth, this time for a star player. And it's all got to happen in the next 36 hours. It's all going to happen in the next 48 hours. Right? Like it has to. Because LeBron's got to decide whether he opts in and stays in Cleveland or opts in to get traded or he hits the open market. And that has to happen on Saturday, on June 30th. So this Kawhi trade has to be coming. The Spurs have the leverage. The Spurs know what they want. The Spurs hold the cards. And the Spurs know the Lakers' deadline. That's going to be fascinating to watch. That is going to be a lot of fun to watch over these next, what, couple hours. Feels like a trade could be coming down any moment here. I was nervous when I started recording the podcast. I thought that maybe Kawhi would get traded while I was recording or just after I finish. I'll have to go back and delete this whole section. That's the kind of urgency for the Lakers. They need this to happen now so that they can go make their pitch to LeBron. The Celtics? Well, the Celtics can wait. The Celtics can afford to wait until later in July, August, September, like that mellow trade. They can wait. They're set up well. The Lakers? Lakers need that now. And I think the Lakers are going to get them. I think the Lakers are going to end up with Kawhi. And then it's up to LeBron if he wants to follow. Before we get to our Throwback Thursday movie review, let me tell you about our iTunes feed. If you miss any of our shows, you get caught up with the best of podcasts for On the Block with Brett Axe, The Daniel Baldwin Show, and Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and myself when we return on August 6th. All of them on ESPNSyracuse.com. Or you can subscribe to our iTunes feed, which I'm sure you do because you're listening to this podcast right now, and you'll get them delivered straight to your phone every single day. So check out ESPNSyracuse.com. Also, while you're there, go to the Audio Vault. All of our interviews, nice and neatly packaged and cut up for you in the Audio Vault. And if you're on this iTunes feed, look at the other podcasts while you're here. Take a listen. See what you like. Now back to a show to be named later. And our Throwback Thursday movie review, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
All right, back here on a show to be named later. Uh, throwback Thursday movie reviews. We're going to start doing these. And uh, basically old movies that I've never seen before. And there's a very long list. And I thought it would be a good idea to bring Polly in. I don't know why I thought that would be a good idea. Uh, but Polly's here. Uh, Might be because I named my dog after the character yes, of this movie. Yes. So I watched Indiana Jones and Raider of the Lo- Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time. Polly is a huge Indiana Jones fan. Uh, I own all of them and all of the Indiana Jones Chronicles and the young Indiana Jones TV series. I did not know two of those three things existed <laughs> before you just yeah, mentioned the TV series. River Phoenix was supposed to be Indiana Jones in waiting, but he happened to pass away, so that kind of mm. ruined that. That would be a problem. Uh, are they making another new one? That's a Is rumor. That a thing? That's the rumor. Because I mentioned to Brent that we did that 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 I was watching the movie, and he was like, "Aren't they making another one?" Yeah, I don't get how isn't it's Harrison going to work. Ford like a hundred? <laughs> yeah. So first thing I notice, obviously, is I know Harrison Ford plays the role, but it comes out like four years after the first Star Wars, so he must have been like the coolest person on the face of the earth. They offered the job, and this is a nerd. You're going to learn a lot about this. <laughs> show. They offered the job to Tom Selleck. But he got the he couldn't get off oh, from taping Ma- Magnum PI, and George Lucas did not want to use Harrison Ford again. But he was in a pinch, so he used Harrison Ford. So he was just like, "I know you." So yeah. So. Well, and, and George Lucas obviously that that was a pretty good run for him because that too. would have been his third mo- George Lucas movie, right? That he did because he did American Graffiti, Star Wars, and then Indiana Jones for him. He was sick of using them, but kind of just went back to that well. So I guess it was a good run for both of them. Yeah. They were they were they were on kind of a, a roll there. Um, what what should I not like? What what's the the thing that you want to know from me out of somebody who watched the movie for the no, first I, time? No, what did you take away from it? Did you? I thought it was really good. It it was slower than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like see those movies paced. are made like comic books, which is kind of weird that you would think that they there it was made in a way that the the action was supposed to be like every. Like le- there's less than two minutes of not action happening in those movies at all times. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was like I thought like the end where like the action like really picked up. I thought was awesome. Uh, but like there was some stuff in the middle that I was just like, all right, feels like it's kind of taking a lull here. Oh, like when they're explaining what the arc is. Yeah, and when he's in school. Yeah. And- Yeah, Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Like, I felt like some of it was a little slow to get going, and then, like, you know, the last 45 minutes, it was, like, kick-ass, and they were going, and, and, you know, then it picked up a little bit more. What was the, what was your takeaway? How would you rate it? Five stars? What was your favorite scene? What was your... Well, see, here's something that really confused me. Why were they so worried about, this is going to sound stupid, why were they so worried about the Nazis getting it? And and I know obviously it's because it was powerful and you don't want those people getting more powerful things. Yeah. But they very clearly had no idea what they were doing with it. Right? Like like they very clearly had no idea what was going on as evidenced by the last scene. So like couldn't you let them get it and then they would just all kill themselves like they did? But I think they were the the issue would be was they would figure out how to use it eventually. Like Indiana but I thought they were Jones, all dead already. No, there was only like five of them. Oh. There was the Nazi party was kind of big, you know. It was kind of a lot of them there. So, so eventually, some other ones would, would go have find it. it out. Yeah, and if someone like Doctor Jones knew what to do, so if somebody there figured out what to do, right, they could have harnessed the power. What they do with it was the point. Like they were bringing it back and just like throwing it in some museum somewhere so that it would never get taken again. It got put into a crate and put in a shelf. Oh yeah, and then it got. 
But and they it, were just going to leave it there. Well, you got to watch the other ones. Oh, there's, okay. There's, it comes back. Yeah, it comes okay. back because they find another. Mm. They find another thing that gets created up. It's and almost put in like when it. they. It's almost like when they do a series of movies, they're related. Yeah, there's yes, there's two scenes that show this warehouse of right. In uh, in two more movies in the future, oh, okay. that show that they have like every everything urban you legend you've there. ever heard of is in this warehouse. So. Okay, and it's just there, and yeah, then at some point it ties all together. And it makes yes. sense. Yes, every Indiana Jones movie is based on an actual thing. Okay, like not an act. I don't know that they're actual things, but like but an urban legend yes, or a myth or something. On, yeah, yeah, so. Okay, so this is obviously like the, some yes. urban legend that yeah, you know like goes the back next one is Chakra years. Stones, which are Shankara Stones, which are a thing, and then there's okay. the Holy Grail, which is obviously kind of a, a thing, thing. Yes. and then the last one is the Crystal Skulls, which actually exist, and nobody okay. can figure out what they do. Well, that's why we need Indiana Jones to that's tell correct. us what they do. So, will you watch the next one? The next one's yeah. dark. It is. Yes. Okay. It's about beating children and oh. using them as slaves. Well, that sounds and like stuff. fun. Yeah, so. Why is it why is that the theme of them? Why would why would you do that? Y'all have and to you're watch say to, I have see, to watch it to yeah. see. That but, sounds like a very weird dark place to go with your with your movies. Yeah, and uh this one is on Mythbusters a lot. There's a scene in this one that they use on Myth, where Indiana okay. Jones jumps out of a plane and uses a rubber raft as an umbrella in as a parachute. Yeah, yeah, like as a parachute and Mythbusters They're tried like, no, it. And that, it. Yeah, it doesn't work. No, you don't. That would, you that don't want to try it. <laughs> no, I, I didn't think you would. I, I, no, I didn't think you would. I thought though that it was like it, it was very good, and obviously it's setting the scene for for something more. So mm-hmm. there has to be a little bit more of the explaining stuff in this first one. But this, yeah, this this isn't like Star Wars where everybody has a clear favorite. Like the first one's probably the best, but the other, the next two are really good, and the fourth one was meh. <laughs> And then there was Shia one La- like a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's Shia the fourth LaBeouf one? Oh, okay. Terrible in it. And like, I think that was where they were going. Like, Shia LaBeouf was going to be the Take next, over. the son, yeah. and was going to, yeah. He's just lost his mind and is an well, yeah. imbecile now. So. so so Harrison Ford's insanely busy for like these 15 years where he's doing three Star Wars movies and three Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, and uh, he did Air Force and, One. Right. This, is quite a, this is quite a ride. Harrison for, Ford was yeah. like... Probably, if you Googled, I would say the top billing actors of, you know, earning actors of the 80s, he's got to be be. top 10. So what else should I have taken away from this? Why, like, why, why, what made you like this so much? Why, why are you such a huge Indiana Jones fan? Yeah, I was a young kid. It was, you know, you learned a little history. You got, you know, it's just fair. Yeah, it was probably... It was the first movie my, not the first, it was the second, third, third movie my dad took me to, so, because he took me to all the Star Wars movies. And, gotcha. But it was just kind of a cool thing for a, you know, a 12, 13 year old to go see. And I still love it. And I own them all and I watch, I'll probably go home and watch them now because of this. Because I'm reminding you of yeah. them? It's uh, on TV every weekend. I don't yeah, know. I've seen them all over the place. I just never stopped and watched them. Yeah. See, it's funny because I've seen a bunch of movies now, or you know, not a bunch, but, you know, I've seen a handful of movies now from, like, the, you know, late 70s, 80s period. Some of them I don't think hold up and, like, I'm not a fan of. Like, I watched Ghostbusters for the first time, like, last year, and I was like, Don't eh. say it. I, I didn't love it. Uh, Indiana Jones, like, I, I liked it. I think it held up. 
I think it. I think it works still. Well, yeah, because it's there's no technology to it. You know, there's right. there's nothing if you watch it and you're like, well, that's garbage because it's based in the. It's based during World War II. Right, so, so it still works. Yeah, so yeah, I get that. I can understand that. All right, so uh, I'll watch another movie. You'll come back and, and do this again? Yes. Okay. What, any Any suggestions of, of movies watch I Temple should watch? Watch Temple of Doom. Should that be the next one I do? No, okay. not for this, but watch it. Uh, but, but. I got to throw a list together. I need movies. You want 80s movies? Just in general movies. Peggy like, Sue Got Married, I would recommend. I've never even heard of that. Watch it. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, have you seen The Natural? Yes. Uh, I watched that recently. I did uh, I, I did the podcast with uh, our friend Sal Manin one summer and decided I'm going to watch like movies that I haven't seen before that I should have seen. So oh, did, you, like, know, you know, the natural I, will rec- I will recommend a movie that people in here probably have never heard of that is, it's called Best of Times with Robin Williams. It's okay. a football movie. And it's my favorite football movie of all time. Okay. Go see, do that one. Okay. All right. I'll watch that. It's Maybe uh, tonight. There's no Yankee game tonight. It's best There's no of times with Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. It's really good. Okay. I'll watch that. It's about that. a high school kid who dropped a football pass and then gets a chance to go back and they replay the game like when they're in their 30s. And it's really okay. a weird concept for a movie. Oh, I've heard of this before. We had Adnan Verkon. I think he suggested that I go watch it. Yeah, it's awesome. So, okay, we'll do that. Okay, so that does it for us today on a show to be named later. You heard our first Throwback Thursday movie review. We'll keep those rolling. And and remember, as always, if you've got suggestions for them, tweet at me at Seth Goldberg17, and we will uh, try and make that happen. Uh, on an upcoming podcast. We'll keep an eye on NBA Free Agency, obviously. We'll keep an eye on the Yankees, of course, with my Yankee show, Yankees on Deck, and uh, with this podcast. So follow along. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode.